You're listening to Rock, Pop, and Roll. Eddie Vedder fronting the Heartbreakers with with Tom Betty. Rock, pop, and roll. Welcome to Podcast 27. It's called The Continuing Story of the Echoing Influence of Tom Petty, dot, 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 and how Mike Campbell has taken that influence and made some magic. <laughs> it's a long title, isn't it? It's a, the, we'll shorten it down. The Echo of Tom Petty and How We Can't Get Away From It. So the, the original idea was, ah, we'll record something about, because Mike Campbell has a new album out, relatively new album as we record this. It's really good. And you can hear the Tom Petty influence, and I thought, well, there's all this Tom Petty influence that runs not just from Petty to Mike Campbell, but through other bands. And then I heard, as we, as we got ready to record this, the relatively new the latest anyway album from Eddie Vedder on his new record called Earthlings really strong record a lot of gems on it some really good listens a song called Long Way which is a straight up rip slash homage to Tom Petty and his free fall and full moon fever sound it's a love note to that sound she left but never went away So actually, when I when I that was the song that when I first heard it, I thought, "Wow, someone has finally captured that petty vibe," and he did, and he did. And so then that got me thinking. I there's a lot of bands that that I dig that we. Like that have a, pit, a little bit of that petty magic within their sound. A band called the Wild Feathers. If you want to check them out, there's a, there's a band called American Aquarium, which released a song called "The Long Haul" in 2020. You see the hardest part of getting sober is learning a drinking buddy. Ain't the same thing as a friend. Everything I play, like I, I'm a saying, find the petty in it. Find the petty. Starting over is admitting to yourself that something has come to an end. Because it's there. Because it's there. I love, I love the horns. Steel guitar. Uh, I can listen to American Aquarium. All afternoon long. Turnpike Troubadours is another band. Uh, they they went on hiatus back in 2019, and they just got back together. Actually, the the weekend that we record this podcast episode, 
They had first hit the stage in Tulsa at uh, Kane's Ballroom, played a couple of shows, and they're going to go back on the road. Cody Canada is a, is has that influence in his music. Band of Heathens have a new record out that's all cover songs. Guests stop by, and on that, they do a version of the Petty Pop Rock song. It's criminally underrated. Slow it down just a little bit for walls. Cause you got a heart so big You could crush this town And I can't hold out forever Even walls fall down So that line of Tom Petty through a lot of bands has ended up on Mike Campbell's new album, and we're going to take a little listen to Mike Campbell's new album uh, because Mike Campbell and the Dirty Knobs released this thing in early 2022. It's called External Combustion, and Petty fans should rejoice because it rocks in a petty and heartbreakers way, in a good way. It, it echoes the sound of torpedoes and wildflowers. As a first song that re- released a radio, it's called Wicked Mind. Oh, and Mike Campbell can always tear it up on guitar. Welcome to Rock, Pop, and Roll, the podcast, the continuing story of the influence of Tom Petty and Mike Campbell. Thanks for listening. I'm Rob Nichols. We talk rock and roll and pop music from the decade of the 1980s, directly from the heartland of... America. We're in Indiana. It's right around Indianapolis, right in the center of the state, the crossroads of America. (laughs) With my listening habits, I'm in the middle. I'm the heartland. I'm right here. So with my listening habits, it's a certainty when I go to radio or Spotify that there's going to be a fragment of melody or a line of lyrics or a chord change that will be a line back to something from Tom Petty, his influence. What is that sound, you know, from rock and pop stars raised on his music? Beyond his actual Tom Petty voice, they end up finding some sound that was part heartbreaker, part mud grudge, or Petty solo in what they do. Ben Montench, the great keyboard player for the Heartbreakers, in American Songwriter, was quoted as saying, the melodies are so immediate and so direct, he says, a chord change will come in and it'll twist your heart. I think people hear Petty songs and they think, ah, they're basic. Tom Petty! Tom Petty! Somehow he spoke to hippies and punks and country music fans and college kids and your mom at the same time. And why? Hell, because Petty songs and his singles were on the radio in a time when radio was king and queen and prince. They got into your soul one hit at a time. And that influence, The Killers, it's a band that has made The Waiting a part of their live show for years. You hear bands 
it's a tribute to to one of the guys and the and the sounds and the bands that influenced them. And a lot of people do Tom Petty and the Heartbreaker songs live. Eddie Vedder and Pearl Jam do it. The War on Drugs, that '80s and Beyond sound gets compared to Petty all the time. Do you remember the song "Danny California," the first single from the Stadium Arcadium album, the Red Hot Chili Peppers? It was a double album. Danny California. That song was either a tribute or a direct ripoff of Mary Jane's Last Dance. Yeah, you can sing petty lyrics to that, I, I think. When Johnny Cash worked with Rick Rubin, Cash recorded Southern Accents, the Tom Petty song. Petty and the Heartbreakers were the backing band when he did that. With a southern accent Where I come from They were the backing band on that whole record. Benmont Tench again says, I don't think Tom was ever shallow. Tench said he loved a good pop song, but he didn't like a trash pop song. You can have the dumbest pop song in the world, but if it's got that thing, if it's got that soul, Tom Petty had a love for that. Wesley Schultz, he's the guitarist, the singer, the songwriter for the Lumineers. They opened for Tom Petty on Petty's last tour. Schultz said, The first song I ever learned on guitar was Free Fallen. Years later, he said he was sitting at a table with the rest of the band, some of the crew. He said, Generally, we can't agree on anything, but the one thing we can agree on is Tom Petty. This is Rock, Pop, and Roll, the continuing story of the echoing influence of Tom Petty and the road to Mike Campbell's new album. So where does all this Petty worship and introspection lead us? Well, it leads us here. And here is maybe the best Tom Petty record that Tom never made. Maybe the best Tom Petty record since Echo in 1999? Heartbreakers guitarist Mike Campbell lets Petty and Heartbreakers freaking rock and roll flag fly on his second album, Mike Campbell and the Dirty Knobs. It's a pretty damn good record. A couple of reasons why. Follow along. Mike's found his voice. It's the voice that helped blend with Tom's voice for 40 years, and it's evident when you listen to Mike Campbell now that he was a huge piece of that sound. The two growing up and writing songs for all those years somehow gave each a part of the other's musical soul. On external combustion, Mike Campbell's voice is stronger, it's crisper, it's tweaked a little bit higher in the mix, and that's a good thing. You push me too far Like a burned-out shooting star They're not the same lyricists. Petty, Petty's got that crown. But Mike brings the deep Petty and Heartbreakers vibe and turns the guitars up loud. 
gives a, gives you more hooks on this record than you might think he could bring. Greasy and gritty and pounding. It's angular and power cording. It's unmistakably that Mike Campbell, Tom Petty, and the Heartbreakers thing. The songs lean a little more to the don't come around here, no more weedy rock. And <laughs> they do something like jamming me. But there's a couple straight up rockers that make me smile too on here. So don't think it doesn't rock because it does. Mike has said most of the cuts were first or second or third takes. Raw, recorded as a band live in a studio, but it never sounds sloppy. Tight band with just the right amount of looseness. It sounds right, a little bit dirty. Uh, Ben Montench plays some keyboard on a couple of tracks. One of the best songs on the record is a song called Electric Gypsy. It was a first take. I love this album because it supplies that American rock and roll sound demons from that he helped craft with Tom Petty. I heard that on the radio and I thought, oh, yeah, he's got it. State of Mind is a gospel-soaked duet that he does with uh, country singer, alt-country singer Margot Price, maybe the best piece on the album. I can't find my place some of those Memphis horns on there make it sound good the first record that Campbell and the band put out was called Reckless Abandon it was a bit lost in the non-touring pandemic year of, of 2020 but it's, it's a really good record too so let's, let me dive back into that the title cut from his first solo album It's good. It's good. But the new record somehow feels deeper, better, more confident. A bit of Campbell maybe saying, screw you. I do this kind of sound and style better than most. I know what I'm doing. So take this and turn it up really loud, is what I imagine Mike Campbell is saying. He brings in the great Ian Hunter to duet on a song called Dirty Job that got me uh, down the Ian Hunter rabbit hole, and I want to take you there quickly. He was the lead singer for Mott the Hoople. You remember the song All the Young Dudes, the David Bowie connection. I also found out as I was d- digging in, and I think I knew this, but I had forgotten it. I, I have to believe that. There was a song, uh, an album, You're Never Alone with a Schizophrenic, that Ian Hunter released in 1979. So Mick Ronson, the longtime guitar player for, well, not a long time, but he played in a in a crucial period of David Bowie's career in the uh, rise and fall of Ziggy Stardust and Spiders from Mars era. McRonson's involved with Ian Hunter on this album, but also is heard on this record. Roy Bitten 
Max Weinberg and Gary Talent, three members from the E Street Band. The other, there's one, and then there's another connection that I found down this hole. John Mellencamp's album, American Fool, uh, Mick Ronson played, Mellencamp says he played on three or four songs on that record. But Mick Ronson, according to Mellencamp, is the guy in who said in the song Jack and Diane, during the chorus, add, let it rock, let it roll. That part, let the Bible Belt save my soul. Mick Ronson. In his rock and roll head, that'd be a good idea. And uh, it was. Back to Ian Hunter, Full Moon Fever-esque anthem on this record called Dirty Job. He sings a verse. He's 83 years old. He sounds good. But you will be a rich man if you don't get caught. Going to be no better throwback in 2022 to the Damn the Torpedoes, Full Moon Fever, Wildflowers era of rock and roll than Mike Campbell and his new record. This is rock, pop, and roll, and that's it. Campbell's album rocks. Listen to it. A couple of songs will become your favorites if you dig Betty. I love it too. The sound, it reminds me of why I love Tom Petty. And why I love Mike Campbell. And we ought to take just a second to say thanks to Mike Campbell, right? He could have gone other directions. He could have stayed a high-dollar sideman for Fleetwood Mac for the next 15 years, cashed the checks. But he chose a band, a rock and roll band, a working hit-the-road rock and roll band. Mike Campbell said, it's a real band, it's a real band, you know? It's not just some guys that I threw together. He told this to a writer for Forbes magazine. He said, we've been together for nearly 20 years off and on, so we're a proper band. Doing a a Tom Petty song here. And Mike Campbell says of playing live, he says, it's almost like church. We're going to show up and preach the gospel of rock and roll. Amen. They found a sound that feels really, really good for them and for us. There you go. Rock, pop, and roll as we meander our way through the river of influence that is Tom Petty to Mike Campbell and External Combustion, his great new record. Rock, Pop, and Roll is a production of Rockford Media at rockford.com. The Rock, Pop, and Roll podcast is written, edited, and produced by Rob Nichols. Email the show at rockpoprollpodcast at gmail.com. Find Rob's written work at rockford.wordpress.com. Archived episodes and podcast links are available at rockpopandroll.com. Go there to access all of our social media links for Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook.
and tell somebody. If, if, if you like this, say, hey, you might like Rock, Pop, and Roll the podcast. And they might say, well, how do you find it? And you'll say, well, wherever you get your podcast. You podcast. You listen to podcasts, right? That's wherever you get your podcast. It's also on Spotify. Easy to find. Rock, Pop, and Roll. Thanks for listening. We're going to end with one last fact. At least one last song. Eddie Vedder uh, has a really good interview that he uh, does with Bruce Springsteen. This is just sit around a table. It's about 20, 25 minutes. Uh, there's some music inserted in there. So it's it's an easy listen. You like this podcast, you're going to like that interview. I'll link to that in the show notes. Eddie Vedder and Springsteen. And Eddie Vedder, he's got a song called, there's a song called Mrs. Mills. Leave you with a song off Eddie Vedder's Earthling album, and it's a it's it's an album that Tom Petty I think would have loved. It's a song about a piano. Ringo Starr plays drums on the song, and it's him laughing near the end. I left that part in, so we're going to leave you with that cut, and a hope that the Petty influence that we've spent thirty minutes or so talking about continues to be heard for a long time. Thanks for listening. I'm Rob. This is Rock, Pop, and Roll. Be good to each other.